What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to the Spicy Memories podcast, the podcast where we talk about food and stuff. Um, this is episode, oh, Christ, I don't know. I want to say eight, um, I think. I had the last one up uh, in the early days of quarantine, and then, you know, everyone's quarantine and depression kicked in timely. So I was just like, I don't, I don't need to do a podcast. But today I'm joined by a very special guest, somebody who um, she and I found each other on Instagram. And uh, we're both local to the same county, which is this amazing thing of social media that connects people, which we're going to go into a little bit uh, in these uh, 30-ish, 40 minutes. And yeah, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Marla, who runs, how are you doing? Marla Marla Beth Designs is an artist. You're based out of Westchester as well as me. Um, And yeah, so why don't you just give us like a little bit of background, tell us how long you've been actually pumping up the Instagram itself and, you know, how long you've been painting, stuff like that. So. Okay, well, I've been painting my whole life. I grew up on Bob Ross and I would just set up shop in my parents' living room with the TV on and just try to mimic everything he did on an easel. And um, I took art lessons every summer. Summer camp was art. Um, and I've always done it, but I've only just done it for myself. So once the quarantine came and I was stuck home with my family, um, you know, I just took to my studio, which is the garage and started my painting again. And I put it on social media, just, um, I really, I don't know. I never like showed it to the world. So I'm like, what the heck? Like, I have nothing to lose right now. My kids are being homeschooled and I'm in pajamas all day. Like, what the heck? Yeah, that's pretty pretty much us for a while. So so it just got such like an amazing um, welcome. Just even friends I had didn't know I did this. So I just gained all these followers and other artists and people asking for commissioned work. And I've done, which is great. I mean, when you get people that involved to the point where they want your art, like, <laughs> like, you know, like they want to own your art. I mean, cause it's even hard, even for people that are offering services, not just like, cause you could, you could not offer any services. You could just paint and post photos of your art and people could just look and enjoy it. You don't need that kind of level of monetization, but Right. You got it. And you got it very early on, which I'll get into uh, in a little bit about okay. your growth, um, which, you know, I know growths are usually things that people want to keep between them and their doctors. But in this case, as far as your social media Grand growth, growth. Uh, we, well, we, we will get into that. Anyway, okay. continue. So continue. Yeah. So yeah, it started with the commissions and I was doing virtual consultations and people would show me their, their wall space. And, you know, I got a little tour of whatever room they wanted the, uh, the painting in and um, it's, it's all like contactless delivery. And so it just, it really, the quarantine, like it didn't affect the, the work I was doing. Um, and then, um, I don't know. I started in um, June and I turned my personal Instagram account and it only had like 300 or so followers. It was just friends and family Um, until today. um, It is what it is. And it's this wonderful artist community that I've been introduced to, which has been the best part. 
that's you know and I think, I, think, I think and we're we're proof of that right now i think yeah. that one of the best things that has come out of like instagram and social media networking and all that is the people that you meet yeah. and it's being making connections i mean you know through that i've actually i've become friends with yeah. people like good friends with people like the the girl like my friend sarah that does all of my tattoos like i found her yeah like i found her work like you know online and then wow. she showed me an instagram that she and her friend Jonna run called boozy hops which is based out of like westchester rockland and all this and they do beer and food and stuff and then oh. we met up and we did a collab last year so it was like and then now and then now we actually you know we like hang out we're like friends so it's oh. a, you know it's I, I think i think it's really great that you know these social media kind of platforms like as much as you know, people are kind of weary of them. They do kind of yeah. give us all this nice kind of shared space, you know, which is, which is right. awesome. I love. And to, to, to piggyback off what you were saying, you started in June with yeah. converting your Instagram. So we're talking yeah. what June, July, August, and September just barely ended. So not even really October. So four months in four months, you went from 300 something followers to you yeah. have now over 1100, you have 1126. Now that's, awesome okay now 1126 you know you're not going to be on the trending page necessarily but to go from what you did in that amount of time to have organic growth as well and not pay for followers or any of that right stupid crap that people do because like a lot of people do that they'll pay a lot of money for followers and they're all like you know robots or they're people that'll be guided to your page and so they're not actual followers what you've had is called organic growth which is great um, and to go up that much in a short amount of time is, you know, insanity. Um, but it's really amazing to have you on. And uh, your art is, um, I guess if I had to choose a single word, I would just say happy. I would um, it's, very, right. it's happy art. Yeah. And especially in this world where, I mean, I can't turn on the TV anymore. I'm sick of politics. I'm just sick of um, nothing's good anymore. I mean, when your kids can't even go to school, I know things aren't good. So to just get people smiling and, well, my work has this, you know, shimmer and glitter in it. And um, from like the manliest man, I, <laughs> who wouldn't love pink and glitter, they love the pink and the glitter. So something is like, hey, there, there is nothing wrong with pink and glitter. Okay. Right. I say that, I say that as a person who has tattoos, is wearing a skeleton shirt and very clearly needs to rebel. There is nothing wrong with pink and glitter, okay? Real men wear pink. Yes, exactly. Even on the inside, you know? My God. Um, but no, I, I do have to say, I love the art. I'm looking up the feed. I mean, even just like having the feed open, now you guys can see, even just having it open yeah. like that, it's got this like kind of poppy color. Um, the style is something I just wanted to ask briefly. You know, before, hold on, before I get into that, because I have, I have a short list. Um, and a long one up here. Um, so I read that article, your article, it was written in, hold on. I don't want to get this wrong. Excuse me. Uno momento. Uh, the Westmore news, right. Which is like Porchester and Rybrook. Yeah. Right? Um, a friend of mine actually just became a substitute teacher at uh, Blindbrook. So. Oh, yeah. Don't that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you had mentioned in there that this kind of started because this craziness from quarantine had kind of lost to something that you 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 called a loss of identity, yeah. right? I'd like to just like just briefly tell me, I guess how that kind of started and when you kind of identified it. You know, I think a lot of us went through a very similar experience, but I think a lot of us have a problem articulating it. 
and maybe actually being able to say like, you know, well, it took me to this point where I was like, this is why I'm feeling like this, you know, and you don't have to get, I'm not asking you to, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to have you end up, you know, weeping, but, um, you know, just like a brief kind of explanation as to how you kind of had like the light bulb go off, I guess. Um, well, being an at-home mom for one, you know, you do everything for your kids and I, that's what I love. But once, you know, the quarantine hit and I had to then figure out how to be a math teacher and be a nurse and a therapist and you can't, there's nowhere to take your kids. They can't even see their friends. So you're trying to play sports with them outside and cooking every single meal. It just became, it was so nonstop that I didn't even know like what I wanted to eat for lunch. It was just a hundred percent about my family, which, which is wonderful, but I didn't know what I liked anymore. I, right. you know, there was no time to watch a TV show or any, any, I had no downtime. So I always like throughout my whole life, I always went back to art as, as a way to like, as a stress reliever and a way to heal and um, be able to process my own thoughts. So I just went back to my painting and through that, um, I was able to like regain some, some energy again and be all these things that everyone else needs me to be because I felt like I had something for myself again. And that's really what it was. It was more for me and just the bonus of now other people enjoying it is really like the icing on the cake. Well, I think, and you and I talked about this briefly when we first spoke, I think that that approach to it is probably the, the, the best way to do it. You're making something that, you know, that you enjoy and you're creating something that you know you love. And the fact that other people are participating, other people want it, you know, that's just kind of like a bonus, you know, that's like, it, it's a great bonus and it's nice to form like a community. Um, but, you know, I felt the same way when I started making like my hot sauce and I started selling my hot sauce and rotisserie rub. And, you know, I was, I was doing it because I loved, you know, pain um, and putting myself through pain. And uh, that's, that's another podcast, but, um, but uh, um I, I remember making it for the first time and just being like so filled with self-doubt and being like, you know, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if anyone's going to like it. Like, you know, I, you know, I was, I annoyed my wife so much because I made her taste it like 20 times. I'm like, is this good? She's like, I told you it's good. I'm like, yeah, I know you told me it's good, but like, you know, but like try it again. You sure it's not too spicy? She's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, well, I did a little something. Down. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, you know, so it got, it got to the point where I was like, I need to maybe share this with other people. But when you get, <laughs> when you get that validation from other people, I think it becomes even more clear that this thing that you did uh, for you is now, you know, being shared with, from, with other people, which is awesome, you know? Right. And I mean, I did want to ask too. So was there any, like, when you started that, was there any, like, cause I, I go through this with my cooking yeah. all the time. Um, was there any like self-doubt or like, were you hesitant? Did you start out with a few paintings and you were just like, ugh, and you just like threw them out? Like yeah. any, I mean, the fact that I posted them yeah. was like a major, you know, um, I felt very exposed. Okay. Because my art has always been like very personal to me. Right. And I never sold it and I never, no one, I never talked about it. Right. So it was like, I was, felt like I was taking this big risk and to get such a positive feedback, such positive feedback. And also yeah. this community of artists 
and small business owners and just my neighbors and the community, it's just been so validating that it's been a wonderful experience. Yeah. I mean, and that's when you can have fun while doing it. That's, that's nice. I mean, um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, this is, this is a food podcast. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how much or often you cook, uh, any favorite dishes, anything like that. So I'll get into the more in-depth stuff with food later because you and I can talk about food and art as a canvas. Um, hint, hint, collaboration. Right. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, all right. So during, during these, uh, mother of God, I can't even remember, uh, March, April, May, June, July, yeah. August, six-ish months, yeah. what's something maybe that's been kind of repetitive uh, on, on the dinner table, whether it's from you, your husband, anybody that you just, you've, you've, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't used to like, or you just kind of like, we're like, eh, like blase about, you know, whatever. And now it's just like, like, you're like, fucking, like, yeah. Like you're just like, you see it and you're just like, oh my God, you know, like what's, you know. You're not going to be impressed here. That's hey, you know what? I, no, it's all about simple. Food. 11 and 13. Okay. Staples are mac and cheese. Boom. Okay. Nuggets. Yes. Uh, different shapes of French fries. There we and- go. And our quarantine experience, um, throwing in some lettuce leaves when we can. Oh, okay. There's nothing exciting going on in the kitchen. My husband does the cooking. <laughs> and I am the wrong guest for what do you cook in the kitchen. No, I love- no, that's why I'm, I mean, just like eating, like even in like, like something that he even cooks for you that you're just like, oh my God. So um, my husband started making salmon for me. He oh, doesn't and would leave the room whenever I ate it. <laughs> yeah. But he makes a mean salmon, okay. dill and lemon, and some turmeric? Tum- uh, yeah, yeah, turmeric. Yeah. Puts that in. It's very good. Mm. So he makes a salmon now. He won't yeah, yeah. eat salmon, uh, salmon is amazing. And a lot of barbecuing. Oh, well, barbecue. I mean, if you have the resources to barbecue, trust me, that is, that probably saved so many people's lives this <laughs> year. I'm sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I, the first few months, the first month or so of quarantine. Now, granted, I wasn't fully in quarantine. Um, you know, I've been going back to work since like April 1st. Right. Um, Essential worker. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, I work at a school for the blind yeah. and I'm in the office of the executive director. So we started coming back once a week because even though all the kids and all the staff were gone, I'm a 12 month employee. I'm not a teacher because I have, don't even have close to that amount of patience. So, you know, <laughs> um, the, they, they still had needed people like me just to kind of help the operations still yeah. go in the background while everyone was getting ready to Ooh. eventually come back. Um, but so what I did notice though, was I, you know, I did all the typical stuff. You know, I started baking a lot of bread. Um, I mean, I've cooked my own food for a very long time, but I started baking so much bread in the beginning, like to the point where I was just like, we need like find a recipe. Like we need to figure out what to do with this. With the like, bread maker machine? No, no, oh, no. Um, no, I don't, I don't do a bread maker machine. I, uh, I have cast iron Dutch ovens. So uh, like ceramic, like, you know, like big heavy ones. Yeah. And uh, you know, you preheat them at 500 for an hour and then you drop the bread in with the parchment paper and bake it for 40 minutes and you got a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I've made my own hot dog rolls. Cause like on Memorial day, I was like, how about I make some hot dog rolls? She's like, yeah, I think that. That's amazing. Um, but I just, I became, I don't know. I started, I noticed that I was starting to like have to rock to get up off the couch, you know, just like, right. you know, so <laughs> I was like, 
I'm like, we should, I'm like, we should throw in some healthy meals. She's like, yeah, we haven't had vegetables in like seven days. I was like, okay. Um, so that was fun. But uh, I think one thing that I've noticed is that we, we started discovering more recipes like together. Yeah. And so there were things that I was starting to cook that um, I, I, I never really tried before. And I've, I've always been experimental with my own recipes. You know, I mean, I never shied away from things like octopus or like anything like that. Like I've, I've tried to cook difficult things. I've tried complicated recipes like paella, like, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but one thing is there's this uh, blogger, Instagram person, <laughs> chef. I'm going to stop before I insult her anymore. But um, her tag on Instagram is half baked harvest. And if you don't follow her, you absolutely should. Or if there's anyone who makes a plate of food that looks like a piece of art, but it's still basic, simple, just wholesome food, it's her. And um, so one of her recipes was for a grilled cheddar cheese with bacon and tomato, except it's on sourdough bread and pressed on the outside of the bread is butter with everything bagel seasoning. Oh, nice. So it is an, and I actually, I, I made it and posted it like a month or two ago. But it was uh, everything, yeah, so it's an everything bagel grilled cheese with cheddar and bacon. And I remember the first time we made that, we were like, we need to make this like a regular thing. And like, so we're actually, we're having it this week too. We put it on the menu, which is great. Um, But I've I've noticed that for me, it wasn't so much about, it was kind of like a reverse of what you would imagine. Some people like tested their limits and see and saw over these past few months, you know, how much they were actually able to cook. And for me, I think it was more like, I wanted to get back to why I enjoyed food mm-hmm. and cooking. Yeah. I think that I wanted to get back to, you know, the basic kind of root of everything. And mm-hmm. so it was like a lot of grilled cheese. It was a lot of like simple pasta dishes, you know? Yeah. Like the first dish that I ever made when we moved into our first apartment back in, I don't know, three, four years ago, something like that was just um, like sauteed in olive oil, garlic yeah. with red chili flakes, parsley, and then you throw in pasta and you put on cheese and that's it. It's just, it's called pasta. It's just pasta, oil, red chili flakes, and garlic Yes, it is the most, it's the tastiest thing in the world. Yeah. If it's cooked just right, it's like, and it's like, you know, and that always, I always remember that because that was like the first meal we had in our apartment together. And it's just like, I wanted that feeling again. I wanted the feeling of like, this is, this has like three ingredients and it is so much better than, yeah. you know, 90,000 other things that I've eaten in my life, you know? Right. So one thing I was curious about all that in mind is my kind of like Zen moment was when I wanted to like get back to the level where I was like, all right, this is so simple and so tasty and hearty and good. And you mentioned something in the article about, uh, well, first of all, you mentioned a few things about Bob Ross and that man I've been watching since I was a child. He's one of my favorites. Okay. He's, I've watched almost every single episode. Yeah. Um, even, even when it was just streaming, even when they used to do reruns on PBS, you know, yeah. and then when they put it on Netflix, I was like, are you fucking, I was like so excited. I was like screaming. I was like, Bob Ross, not I, was, I was like yelling in the house. Cause like, I grew up watching like, you know. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that he kind of taught you how to use cooking as a meditation. Uh, sorry, Jesus Christ. Painting yeah. as a meditation. Um, and now um, that I'm a grown up, he must have been on something and I'm not sure what it was, uh, but yeah. <laughs> in his zone, I don't yeah. know what it is. God bless him. Yeah. It's really, yes, therapy. Yeah. And in the way that he would kind of just make it 
make it known the whole time that you were kind of like the master of your own domain, that you could kind of create whatever you wanted. And I think a lot of his like Zen kind of like approach came from, I don't know if you know this, but he was actually a master sergeant in the Air Force. I have no idea. And he, his job was uh, discipline. So he, he used to be the one who had to scream at people and make them clean latrines with toothbrushes and stuff like that. And so he made a promise when he left the military that he would never yell again. I never knew that. Love it. I know. It made me so happy when I heard that. I was like, you know, but, uh, and he died. It's such a shame. He died like relatively young too, from, I think, um, something to do with his heart or cancer. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, that's why when he started painting, he was like, he swore he would never yell again. And, you know, he was, he was a very, you know, charming, happy, happy, happy dude. But, um, there's no, there's no, um, mistakes, just happy accidents. There you go. And that's such a great thing, especially like when you're raising kids to just turn, turn something that you think is a mistake into something positive. I just, I thought you were going into a very different direction with that. Sorry. I thought thought you were going to say, you know, like when you have a kid and you have to say, don't worry, there's no mistakes. There's, you know, I was like, (laughs) I was getting, I was mentally preparing for a very different route that you were going to take. Okay. No, I'm just saying, you know, especially with paint, you know, you can't make a mistake. And you keep working you at it. Turn it. Yeah, you can turn it into whatever you want. And all the arts and cooking is an art form. One that uh, I for some people, yeah. Well, it's so sensory, the sense, sensory, and yeah. Well, I think the reason that cooking can be um, multifaceted is that much like how uh, different colors stimulate different areas of the brain, right? I mean, I went to, there was a, um, there was like a, like an inbound marketing conference that I went to for advertisements back in 2016 for my old job. And there was this whole seminar from this woman who was a PhD in psychiatry and and psychology. And she literally was using uh, science and automatic responses from the brain. And she was using it in advertisements that she would pitch to companies, super evil, but also like brilliant (laughs) where she's like, I know that these colors set off certain stimuli. Exactly. So, I mean, what, well, two things, one, what would those colors necessarily be for you while you're painting and even after the fact, and two, the whole thing about like the meditation, has that dissipated like at all, or do you have to keep challenging yourself to kind of keep it yourself in that zone or is it just kind of still been as enjoyable as, you know, when you first started doing this? Great, great question. Um, so the first one about the colors. Yeah. I don't know if it's universal that some colors trigger, you know, happy endorphins. For me, it's neon colors. Okay. It's different hues of pink for some reason, maybe just because I'm a girl and like I grew up in a pink room and I just always loved it. And I put glitter acrylic paints and I put glitter in a lot of, a lot of my designs. So when it dries and it hits the light, it's just this like super duper sparkle. Yeah. And just pop, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's overwhelming, but it, it's just so like, it, it's so pleasing to look at. Which is nice, um, yeah. They talk about writer's block and there's definitely, I think all creative types. Yeah. Even, I mean, chefs are creative types. Yeah, I went through a, I went through a very, uh, I don't want to say dry spot, I went through a very, um, non-existent period on social media for two, three weeks, which is, that sounds stupid, but honestly, it's like for someone who was, I was posting once or twice a day 
since like March until like August and or September. And then it just like, you know, stopped. Because you weren't, <laughs> you weren't happy with what you were. Producing. Yeah, it was that. And there was also a lot going on. Uh, you know, we had just started the process of like moving and we had just closed on this apartment and it was like all this. And it was that plus of working full time. And it was like, you know, it was a lot, but I, I also would go to just go in the kitchen. I think I'm trying to remember what it was, but I tried cooking something that it was something simple. I had cooked it like a million times, like something I, th I think it was like an, it was some kind of like egg in the morning. Okay. It was something that I knew that I ha knew how to cook. Right. I just completely botched it. And because I wasn't even like mentally there. Yeah. And I remember just like turning the stove off, leaving the egg in the pan and just like walking away. Yeah. Uh, which I don't do often. I'm not, I'm not a horrible roommate. I just, I'm like, you know, I was so, I was so upset. And like, I think that can happen a lot where you kind of have to try to trigger different areas of your mind to kind of be a little more creative. And I think for me, this quarantine, it was more like stop trying to complicate things and go back to the basics of like why you love this food, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I like, well, you know. Well, did that, the back to basics type of mentality. Right. Um, yeah, so for me, I've I've thrown away a number of canvases, and I hate wasting. I hate wasting paint. I know. And I yeah, it's the worst. Canvas. It's this yeah. bad, you know, for you to waste food. Yeah. Um, and to not be able to fix it, right? And just throw it away is like my worst thing. I'm but sure. you have to be in that mindset, and to make happy art, you have to be in a good mood. So, like on yeah. a rainy day, and like I'm just not feeling it. I'm not gonna paint. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to turn out. I think not forcing yourself is yeah. also, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people who, if you did this by trade and it wasn't an option, right. some people like writers will say, sometimes you have to force yourself to sit down and just like right. write a chapter. But, you know, it depends on the art, like uh, what you're creating. I don't think that's always the case. And yeah. like you said, if it's a rainy day, if you're not feeling it, if you want to be lazy, if you want to stay in joggers all day and just drink wine at 1 p.m., like you can, you know, like it's, that's the beauty of it. Um, especially during quarantine, the time at which people started drinking, like. Well, that, <laughs> there was no five o'clock somewhere. It was like. No, no, no. It's like, well, it was five o'clock last month. So that, <laughs> so that counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, all right. So, and so, so. I mean, I guess what you're saying is like the trick is you kind of have to like listen to your body. You kind of got to like, yeah. you got to feel it out. Like if you're not feeling it, don't yeah. try to force it basically. And that way you kind of keep the meta, the meditative kind of state going. Yeah. Just that I, I want to be authentic to my art and okay. like my art is an extension of my personality and my personality is a smiling, happy person. You are very bubbly. You are, you're extremely bubbly. I'm bubbly. Yeah. But not every day. No, well, I have some is. off days that no, I just of course. that I'm not bubbling. No, if you had, yeah. if you didn't have any off days and you were always laughing and smiling, but, yeah, I have words for people like that. They're called psychopaths. So, <laughs> so no, it's uh no, but it, it's good to have that much of a general outlook, like that kind yeah. of general outlook where you're that positive. At least that much is great. I don't have that. I I get I get super dark sometimes. Like. If I so, like sometimes I try to stay positive and remember that it's not the end of the world, but if I overcook even just like pasta, sometimes <laughs> I'll just look at my wife and I'm like, I should have just fallen on top of a knife years ago because I am useless to the rest of the world. Like, I'll literally go into like this tangent where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore, you know. Um, you can still eat the pasta. I'm oh, sure. I, I do. No matter how horrible yeah. my dishes are, I never waste food. 
like even sometimes like she'll cook something and she'll be like, I can't eat this. I'm throwing it out. I'm like, pop, 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 pop. I'm like, hold on. I'm yeah. just like, oh, it's okay. It's good. <laughs> I'm like, let me just add some salt on here. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, th- I think, I, th- I think it's great that you even have something like that in your life though. I think like you were saying, this whole started as you trying to kind of identify something that was for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's how I started with this page. I mean, I started with uh, Captain Cook because I have a I have a blog, I have the podcast, I have Instagram, Facebook, yeah. um, YouTube is like, man, I mean, this will go on YouTube, but you know, so I probably shouldn't say yeah. that because people will see it and they'll be like, what the fuck? Like, they'll be watching and be like, wow, he totally doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, YouTube I just kind of used to put up from other channels and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna start doing this with the uh, with the Zoom podcasts because it's uh, it works out for too well. You no, know, you you don't need to leave the house. No, exactly. And I get to have my nice shiny gold microphone, which I love. I do like and, that. Yeah. Under-equipped. I know. Yeah. You know, it's it, like I said, when we were just in the rehearsal, if you knew how cheap yeah. it was, you would not even believe me. So um, thing. I'm going to look this up. It's super, honestly, Amazon. Yeah. Just type in, go to Amazon and they're all like USBs that go into your computer. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Just like, just type in, it. uh, was it? Podcast mics. Okay on Amazon. I literally get everything from Amazon. We just got a couch from Amazon. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Amazon has their own brand of furniture right? called, called Rivet. And it's like nice, like mid-century looking furniture, which is like our styles, yeah. like mid-century, everything. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's insane. And it's, and they came in two days, free yeah. shipping. <laughs> you don't have to wait. No, they just came with a big ass box and they're like, can you open the door? I'm like, yeah. And they just threw it in. And I was like, okay. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> It's called, yeah, I know (laughs) exactly. Yeah, it's called it's called a rivet. You should check it out. But, um, so one 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 question I did want to throw at you there. Uh, do you know who Jackson Pollock is? Oh come on! I'm I all right. I knew that question. Are you a fan? Because your work and his work have uh, it seems like they're they're very similar but very different. I'm not sure about your technique. Yeah, I know he had a very his paintings looked like just like a, like, like insane sometimes. And he was actually, we had, I went to purchase and we actually, oh. I guess it was like the first president of the college or something like that. And back in the fifties, the, one of the presidents of the college bought an original Jackson Pollock when he was like, oh, still, yeah. yeah. So in the, in the new burger museum, by the way, which you're not too far in Rybrook. If you yeah. ever want to go to the new burger. Yeah. So amazing. And I'm hoping they still have that original Jackson Pollock in there. Yeah. Uh, but I went there with my wife when I was a student for free. And you're just standing in front of like this giant, like 12 foot long, you know, canvas that he did. Now, what, what's similar is that you do kind of have this, what can seem uh, chaotic at first, except yours has a lot more symmetry. I've noticed a lot of your paintings, at least the drip kind of paintings. Now, how systematic is that technique? And is it like automatic at this point where you just like, don't even think about it? Or do you still have to like, kind of go through the steps like every single time? You know what I mean? are really good for someone who doesn't paint. Thank you very much. Um, there is a system for me and um, you, even, you know, my abstract work, like something like this. Nice. See, that, that I like. I'm, and that's you know. a five foot. And oh, look, I can even do that. Well, that's a big. Oh, that's very nice. So I can recreate that. So there is a technique for me and there is a system. And um, I just did a commission. They said, we love this, but different colors. (laughs) I did recreate it um, because I am, 
developing some of my own techniques and you know i'm not inventing anything no no but like you know it's it's my interpretation of other of other artists and they're this drip art Mm -hmm. a lot of artists do it oh yeah but i do a little different spin because on the end um i sort of like tip over the canvas and dip it in the in the wasted paint Gotcha. It has like um, a coated drip of a coated marbling on the bottom. Right. So that's I just something like that. I didn't want to waste the paint. Yeah, no. So I dipped the painting again in the paint and it just made beautiful marbling. So for me, I it is a technique and but also I do lose myself in it five I mean, hours, six hours. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, my God. You know, I mean, uh like I, I'll forget sometimes when I'm preparing a meal, if it's something I have to prep a lot for that I'm actually cooking for another human. So yeah. like, I'll be there in the cutting board and I like to sharpen my knife and I'm cutting everything and I'm getting the zucchini sliced just how I want. Right. And you know, my wife will come in and be like, I'm hungry. And like, I'm like, yeah, no, it's coming. She's like, okay, it's been like an hour and a half. I'm like, what? And like, <laughs> you don't, you know, you know. We're on a time clock with I, things. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I've, I've been in the back of a kitchen before And, uh, you know, being in a professional kitchen is very, 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 very different. Things are more like a system. And it's not, and I think that's what separates it is like, even if you were pumping out commissions as your main source of income Mm -hmm. and you didn't have a choice, meaning like you weren't doing this by choice. You were like, I have to do this. Like you didn't have a husband or wife or or a husband or kids or anything. You had your own apartment. You had like a small little bedroom and you're like, I'm going to miss rent. But if it was like a hundred percent necessity, it may take a different kind of toll out of you. You know, it may be something that you don't fully enjoy, you know? And I think with cooking and you're in the back of a kitchen, it takes a lot to do that at, for a living, anything, yeah. and still continue to enjoy it the way that you did when you weren't getting paid for it, you know? That's and true. I think, you know, I mean, it's it, it, with anything. I mean, if I, w- if I went into a kitchen, the yeah. only thing I would really be classified right now, trained-wise, as is maybe like a line cook. And line cooks are like the heroes of the kitchen as Anthony Bourdain constantly reminded us. So, you know, they, you could sit there for eight, you could stand there for eight hours a day and just dice onions. That's your whole day. Dicing onions. Like you are the onion guy and you you get, yeah, you get three 30 bag pounds of potatoes a day and you, or onions and you just have to dice them up and that's it. And if you can do that and still be enthusiastic about whatever you're doing, it shows a real commitment. So you getting commissions and having people actually pay is very telling, you know, um, because it shows that you actually do, you know, care and that you are putting that much into it, which is great. Um, and, yeah, so, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. My excitement is still there. And I hope I would never get to the point where, you know, I don't know. I have said no to some commissions, right. but, you know, I'm like, you know, it's not really what I do. I can do it, but my heart isn't in it. So I don't want to, I don't want to compromise like what I think people love about my art, which is um, my personality in it and just happy stuff. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't want to compromise that. That's awesome. I'm lucky I don't have to. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people, uh, some people don't have a choice. Um, so what's, uh, I mean, we're coming in on a few minutes here that I just wanted to mark. So yeah. what's coming uh, next? Like, what do you, what, 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 uh, eventually when uh, 
coronavirus goes away in yeah. uh, 10 years. Um, what, um, what do you see yourself uh, doing with this? Like how to, how to expand it and get, you know, past the whole quarantine kind of phase. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing, um, events. I'm doing adult paint and sip nights for like neighbors. I'm teaching classes to kids twice a week after school. It's going to be more that. Um, I'm always going to do my commissions. I'm work, you know, and, but not everyone has a blank wall of six feet. That's so true. I'm working on something called, especially in Westchester. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm working on something called anywhere art, which are mini canvases, oh, mini nice. masterpieces. You can put on a bookshelf, a desk, cause everyone's stuck working from home and just a little piece of joy in your, in your room. You don't need six feet. So um, I try and I'm trying to spread it out so that everyone can get a piece of sparkle. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's awesome. Have you ever considered doing an entire wall on the wall itself as a canvas? Well, I have. That's another show. I'll take you around. Okay. All right. That's great. Yeah, that's good. My right. wall. Yes. I was going to say that, that, cause that's when I think about it in the head, I'm like, that's what I'm picturing is just like an entire like wall of just that kind of drip, you know? I'll send um, you a picture. Yeah, no, so. but my, my goal is to be on that 11 foot ladder with the canvas and right. be up there. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So we're coming in on the close, just a couple of minutes here. Um, before that, something I ask all my guests that are on, uh, yeah. this game in school when we were young had a uh, many names, uh, you know, sleep, Mary kill, fuck, Mary kill, whatever you want to call it. Right. Of like the three, you know what I mean? Like the three guys you would. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So I do that with food. Okay. So one meal, and it could be anything you've ever eaten. It doesn't have to be anything your husband cooked. Doesn't have to, you don't have to worry about anybody's feelings. Anything you've ever eaten in your life. Yeah. One that you would just have like a, like a, like a whatever one night stand with. One that you would like just never eat again. One that you would kill. And one that you would marry. One that you would have for the rest of your life. You know a what I mean? Dish? A dish. A dish, a food, an ingredient, anything. Okay. So, so yeah. Whenever you're ready. You can't put me on the spot like this. No, yeah, it's okay. It's, I, I know it's, you know, I do it to everybody. So don't worry about okay, it. Okay. So, okay. The, the thing I love is mom's matzo ball soup. So okay. I love mom's matzo ball soup. That would be like Mary. Like you could have that. Yeah, showing colors here. Gotcha. Um, I do like my Indian dish once in a while. The tiki chicken tiki masala. Okay. That's once a that would be the now. exotic one night stand, right? Yeah, okay. That'll be exotic, very okay. exotic. Okay. And then the the don't need it. Um, I'm like really sick of chicken barbecue. <laughs> chicken, so. Barbecue chicken, yeah. After this summer, you're like, I don't ever want to see a barbecue chicken ever again. <laughs> the barbecue stuff. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh God. All right, guys. Um, so we're coming in on close, Marla. Thank you so 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 sure. much. Wherever I post this, I'm going to put your tag. Uh, but just to remind everybody, you can find her at Marla Beth underscore designs on Instagram, Marla Beth designs on Facebook as well. Right. And www.marlabethdesigns.com. Uh, you have the last minute or so the floor is yours. Anything you want to say, anything you want to plug it is, uh, it's all up to you. A lot of fun. I was nervous. You said it would be fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to, I try to keep it light, you know, I felt like I went somewhere tonight. Right, which is good. And this is the least that I've cursed in a very long time. So that's great. Um, you know, that's good. I got it out of my system when I was cooking, you know. That's good. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of bad language and heat. That's pretty much every kitchen in the world. Um, 
Anyway, Marla, I want to thank you so much for coming on. All right, I'm going to stop the recording pretty soon. Guys, you will be able to find this episode of Spicy Memories on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, if you're still floating around that boat. Um, And I'm probably going to throw it up on YouTube. I'll put it on my Facebook page. Don't forget to go to my Instagram, at Captain Cook's Food, my Etsy shop. uh, Shit, what's my Etsy shop? Uh, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Captain Cook's Food. Uh, My blog, uh, CaptainCooksFood.wordpress.com. Do not miss out this opportunity to check out Miss Marla Beth. I will tag all of her stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Stay classy and stay with us for episode nine. Later.